0: Thanks so much for joining us again today as we come to the end of this section of our reading plan. We're doing the one story reading plan and the first section of the plan is designed to help us understand the creation and the character of God. And so we need to take into account all the things that we've learned in this section before we close this section and begin the next one. We've seen that God is the ultimate creator of all things, that fundamentally God alone is in charge of the universe, and he has both the right and the power to do whatever he wishes. You see, we're not in charge, God is. And that could not be more powerfully displayed for us than in Genesis chapter 2, which is where we're reading today. The first three verses of Genesis chapter 2 read this way. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all the work of creation. With Genesis chapter 2, we pick back up the creation narrative, after having left it briefly to read in the book of Job and the book of Isaiah and the book of Psalms. For the last few days, we have read about how God's matchless wisdom and design and power and sovereignty, how it rules the whole earth. We've learned about how his staggering control over even the most magnificent of beasts is on display. We're reminded of the intricacy of each unique snowflake that we cannot run from God's presence. For he knew before we were formed, he knew us. We see the evidence of God's majesty in every falling leaf and in every bloom of spring. It's in every caterpillar turned butterfly, the changing spots of the chameleon. It's in the eye of the fly and the majesty of the stars and the span of the heavens. As we take this breathtaking view of God's sovereignty back to the creation account in Genesis chapter 2, we find God resting on the seventh day. We're told that God blessed this day and declared it holy. In Exodus chapter 31, we're told that all of Israel was to observe this Sabbath day once a week as holy and set apart before God. Like God, they were to cease their labor in observance of all that God had created. All throughout the scriptures, the Sabbath rest was prescribed and observed by God's people as a way of reminding them of several things, things that we need to be reminded about today. Observing a Sabbath rest reminds us that ultimately God is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. It reminds us that our work and our ability to make things happen, that they have an end. But God's does not. Throughout the rest of the chapter, God gives Adam some pretty incredible work to do. He's supposed to tend the garden. He's supposed to name all the animals. That's, that's a lot of responsibility. I've never looked at an aardvark and said, aardvark, that's what we should call that, an aardvark. And yet that's what God tasked Adam to do. But ultimately, God was the one who breathed the breath of life into all of these creatures, including him. Adam was not the creator or the sustainer of anything. He was only the steward of it. Now, this This is a critical truth to remember. Adam was not charged with sustaining or creating anything. He was charged with stewarding what God was already creating and maintaining. Now, the Sabbath rest reminds us that our strength comes to an end, that we have limits to our ability to work. I'll never forget the question David Platt asked at a secret church event that I attended some years back. He asked the question, why did God make us have to sleep? I mean, he didn't have to do that. God could have made us any way he chose to. But he created us with a battery life that needed to be habitually recharged to survive. We sleep away a large percentage of our life. Why would God do that? Why would God give us rechargeable batteries to remind us that we needed to be plugged into an alternate power source? Because we needed to be reminded, even with our bodies, that we are not self-sustaining. We have to be recharged. We have limits to our ability to work. You know, it amazes me how much we push against this. Somehow we get in our heads that we have to be the ones that are supposed to make things happen. That if things happen for us in our church or in our life or in our society, that we got to be the ones that do it. We have to make it happen. But this approach is a setup for failure. Because if we're honest, our abilities and our strengths and our creative designs, even our brute force, they all, they all have an end. Observing a Sabbath rest recalibrates our brain to remember that we are not the starters or the sustainers. We are merely the stewards of what God has already created and sustained by one that is infinitely greater than us. His strength is beyond our exhaustion, and it's available to us as we learn to rest in Him, not to run ahead of Him. God is teaching me this lesson in a powerful way these days. After having been through so much in 2020, I wanted to turn the page on 2021 and go in guns blazing. I wanted to go back to business as usual and plan my work and work my plan. I wanted to do all that I could to generate energy and create big things and then i got diagnosed with covid and that, and at that moment at this moment when i was writing this i was forced to sit with god and eat the crow in my own life i was forced to remember that ultimately the church is not mine to create or generate or sustain or bring back I'm a steward of what God has developed and maintained. And if I walk in his strength, he will enable me in some small way to be used of him to help shepherd his flock. But it won't be because of me. In fact, he's perfectly capable of setting me on the sideline and using someone else if I persist in making things happen in my own strength rather than sitting still in his presence and hearing his voice. I recently heard a phrase that powerfully impacted me. I've shared it several times. It's this, all great moves of God start without moving. It's simple and profound at the same time. If we want to see a movement of God, it will mean we have to sit still long enough to be reminded that ultimately we're not the creators or the sustainers of the garden. We're merely managers of it. It's not my garden. It's not my flock. I'm just a manager. And this is, this is precisely that for which the Sabbath is to remind us. When we stop voluntarily and remind ourselves repeatedly, I am not the creator or the sustainer. I am a steward and a manager. When we do that, we never try to own what God is doing in us or for us. We only move animated with his strength. But too often, we get in the way. We want to generate things. We want to work. We want to do. But the problem is our strength has an end. The Sabbath reminds us of these things. You see, when we learn to work in God's strength and rest in his timing, we don't see raising our family as work, but as our work. We see it as God's work through us. We don't see discipleship as our work. We see it as God's work through us. We don't see church ministry as our work. We see it as God's ministry through us. The Sabbath is designed to remind us of these things. We're supposed to stop on purpose and remind ourselves that ultimately the work is God's and not ours. But when we ignore the commands to rest in him and we remind ourselves And we fail to remind ourselves of these things. We willfully ignore God's authorship, and we believe it to be our own. We foolishly try to subvert possession from the rightful ownership of our lives. And isn't that what the root of all sin is, taking back what is God's? and believing that we're in charge and he isn't. If we've learned anything from this section, it's that we're not in charge of these things. God is. God is the one who's in charge. And when we foolishly try to take possession of those things in our own strength, we're quickly overwhelmed with the responsibility of such a task. We were never made to own that kind of burden, to make things happen on our own. That weight is far too heavy for us. That weight can only be carried by the kind of God that is revealed in Job 38 and 39 and 40 and 41. By the kind of God that is revealed in Isaiah 40. That's why we have to get that picture of God in our mind. Because if we don't, we will never learn to stop and rest. But when we see God for who he is, resting becomes the natural pattern of our life. So let me pray for you today. Jesus, we, we repent of taking authority of what you rightfully have created and sustained by your own power. Help us to see our roles as managers of the life that you have given us and not the creators of it. Help us to realize that that, that kind of responsibility is far too great for us. Help us to embrace our stewardship ever reminded of our need for your strength to do your work your way. Help us to build patterns of rest into our life that are designed to remind us of these things. Help us to learn the value of sitting with you and being still in your presence. Help us to guard against the overwhelming frustration of owning too much and trying to operate in our own strength. And give us the rest that we need as we wait on you because you're in charge. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.